This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today Duke Wynn. Duke is the managing partner of Digital Forensics and Cyber Claims at United Litigation Discovery. Duke has 20 plus years of professional experience, including software development, criminal investigations, insider threat investigations, cyber claims, and litigation support. Duke has also consulted on headline making multinational cyber claims. And Duke, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Duke. Today's topic is streamlining cyber claims. And Duke, for our first question, there have been so many changes in the past couple of years since COVID hit and everyone being remote for the better part of almost two years now. So what changes have you seen as a result in cyber over the past few years? These are really metric driven. So these changes are kind of shocking and eye-opening at the same time. So you go back um, back to about 2015 and you have cyber claims that um, weren't scaling above a million, right? A million in damages. But from about 2015 on, there's about a 400 plus increase in percentage of incidents having at least a million in reported losses. Um, at the same time, there's been a a shift in the attack vectors, um, changing from um, malware sites to now the dominant attack vector has you know, made headlines all over the place, but has been predominantly phishing phishing attacks. Um, that's switched over because you, if you think about it, one of the easiest ways to enter into an organization is emails. Everybody has emails and you just send out email blasts with phishing, um, phishing content in there and someone's bound to click on it. And what do insurance carriers in particular need to focus on today related to risk management, Duke? Oh, so this is kind of interesting. There's there's been a, a lot of um, effort in developing robust assessments for the uh, application process. So you go back um, several years, and the typical application process were just really check boxes, but not too many questions. Now you're seeing very specific questions about types of cybersecurity products and technologies, um, whether or not they're in place at the the um, the interested party trying to get insurance. And there needs to be more of that. Uh, building out this robust assessment, maybe even bringing on board uh, third-party vendors to help out with that assessment to get a, a full picture of what kind of risk the carrier is looking to take on. Now, Duke, you talked about how cyber has really changed and evolved since 2015. How has cyber coverage changed in that time timeline as well? So that's kind of interesting too. Um, there, there was a time when um, the coverages were kind of light, like they didn't. They were more geared towards uh, providing uh, just a few services, right? And now you're seeing very specific services being offered, like um, investigations and additional support from outside vendors to help with companies getting. Um, 
like an audit in place for PCI compliance, and then also the recertification to come back into compliance with regulatory needs or whatnot for PCI compliance concerns. Um, those weren't traditionally in uh, policies that I've seen uh, a few years back, but now you're starting to see coverages and language in there for very specific items. Um, there's, there's even more defined language now about limiting what's being covered. So whereas um, there was be uh, vague language about uh, data recovery or data restoration coverage, now I'm seeing language where it's very specific to only restoring data from backup tapes, backup media, whatever your old backup might have been. They're limiting the um, data restoration to just that effort right there. And not, if you read it black and white, it doesn't even talk about recovering data that's been impacted by the cyber event. So encrypted data, lost data, or anything like that. It's very defined to backup tapes. Now, when carriers are looking to protect themselves from cyber situations, what's important for them to focus on in the claims process now? What I've seen that's been helpful has been um, starting open dialogue with the insured brokers uh, the, to keep the claim process moving along in, in an amicable fashion, um, being able to tackle the low-hanging fruit, the items that aren't contentious, and coming up with uh, payment decisions early on, and at a frequent enough cadence that it, it keeps the process moving along, and then tackle the, the more contentious issues um, along the way as well, but leave that for a more robust conversation. But there doesn't need to be a delay in the items that are clearly supported, clearly within claims um, uh, coverage categories, um, appropriate and necessary, reasonable for that type of incident. And those are the, the payments that should be made early and often enough that keeps everything moving along through the claims process. And what do you see for the future of cyber claims, Duke? Honestly, this is kind of interesting. I'd, I'd like to see kind of the movement towards um, what do you see in the auto, auto coverage um, right now where um, there are various apps, different carriers have the apps that kind of monitor driving behavior and it can help with um, uh, discounting premiums. But you know that might not work for cyber claims. But what might work is maybe a a cadence to bring in some kind of assessment, whether that's quarterly, half year, maybe just the annual, so they can come back to uh, renew. But have that kind of metric there that you know one, it could help with the renewal process. But two, there might be services that the carrier has in their vendor pool in their network that. You know, a smaller industry, smaller company at the insured side might not be aware of, you know, because of budgeting reasons or whatnot. They might not have a full, robust, um, you know, IT department. But there might be services and um, resources available from the carrier side within their their pool of uh, resources there that they could offer. You know, that assessment would would shine a light on a lot of um, issues or deficiencies that. Um, somebody, you know, seeing that that type of information would be able to say, hey, you know, we can bring somebody on board or hear a list of vendors that fit that need and can help you out. And again, if it's coming from the carrier side, one, it's, you know, a preferred vendor, they've been vetted, 
and there may even come with um, preferential rates. So I'd like to see some something like that come come into the future of cyber claims. Duke, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You've just listened to Duke Wynn, the managing partner of digital forensics and cyber claims at United Litigation Discovery. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bowinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash professional resources. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.